Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Hey gang, I thought I'd try this. So, lucky for you, I'm in a Canadian tire. Yeah, this is life. Um, and uh, yeah, and I've got to get this done. So I've got my computer here, I've got my stuff. And today is the day when I do my podcast episode for my Friday um, well, I guess my Friday episode. So this is usually the day when I start recording it. And, uh, so here I am in Canadian Tire and you're going to get an earful. So settle back because I have, um, a long one. We're going to talk about four ways you can ride inside. So that's ride on your trainer, winter cycling, getting yourself set up, the pros and cons, what to look for, and um, yeah, and all that. I've got lots of notes here. I took a lot of the information from ride from the book Ride Inside by Joe Friel, and I would show it to you, but it's actually part of what's holding up my phone. <laughs> So, there you go. I'm stuck in here. And uh, anyways, so before I get started, I have some coaching announcements and uh, I just want to share with you um, a couple of my freebies that I have available. Um, one of them being um, a bike gear checklist. So if you're one of those people that has all your stuff strewn all over the house, this is a great way or great checklist to use to pull everything together. Purchase yourself a bin, go to Canadian Tire, get yourself a bin, a bike gear bin, put all your stuff in there and travel with it in your car. And that's what I do. Um, and uh, it's been amazing. The next one is my nine favorite hill climbing tips and drills, you can download that document, it's totally free. Um, and also I have a recording of a bike maintenance um, workshop that I did. So it's, it's an hour, it covers like all the tools that you need um, to, that you should be carrying with you when you're cycling and how to change a flat, how to take your back wheel off and repair a chain and all really good tips and uh, for that stuff. So go to Ask Coach, oh, there goes my truck. <laughs> it's like, why isn't it in here? And I'm still sitting here. Um, so go to askcoachsylvie.com 
and they're all there and you can download them and have some fun with it. Um, and then um, also for September, I have a cycling skills four, month, four week workshop for women. Now, if you're someone who's sitting there and you would like to get some tips and tricks and just on how to A, smooth out your pedal stroke, become more efficient or economical on the bike, climb hills without um, struggle, um, get into speed and strength, and also tying it up with some nutrition, this is the workshop for you. It covers all the fundamental skills and um, over the four weeks. Plus, I give you homework, we have a Q&A. So basically you have me for a full month to pick my brain as to why things are the way they are and how you're feeling and how you can make improvements. So super amazing. I loved putting that together. It's basically something it's like quick and fast. And uh, I love giving the homework because it's important that you take what you've learned and you apply it and then you can come back and you can ask questions about it. And I think that, you know, having Q and A's like that is, in, is important because you don't go without um, understanding and, um, and uh, the knowledge. Uh, so anyways, I put that together and that workshop is starting in September. And then I have one in October and then we move into winter training, but Speaking of winter training, four ways you can ride and train for cycling inside. Now there's a lot of things like a lot of people are on Swift, myself included. Last year was my first year. I did not get a smart trainer, but I got a set of power pedals, which I absolutely love. Um, they're the Asiamo Italian pedals. Um, and I know that Garmin has, I think they're the two brands that have power pedals uh, along with cranks. Um, uh, the other products are cranks. Then that will give you data from your pedals. So what I love about them before I get into this is that uh, the Asiamo ones, and I'm sure the Garmin are the same, is that they give you data uh, from on your right and your left side. Do you know how important that is for creating efficiency and smooth pedal stroke? You want to be hitting your pedals evenly on both sides. And um, if you have a deficiency in a muscle group or a past injury, or you have one leg that's uh, weaker than the other, it's going to come in because it's going to see that you're pushing harder on one side over the other. And then this is where you get into having, you know, if it's not addressed, like injuries and things like that. And also uh, just going in and um, starting to strength train so that your muscles are equal, you know. Um, and that's a whole other thing. And then there's training exercises that you can do on your bike to uh, eliminate those inconsistencies. And um, those are things that I work on over the winter. You, it's not something that is done or even thought about in the summer. Um, winter training is kind of the time or off season training is the time to start uh, really focusing in on 
those things, the improvement part, the training part, um, getting into programs, um, doing extra uh, intervals to get stronger over the winter for your next year's season. And everybody should have an off season. So let's talk about the off season. So there's four ways to ride and train inside. So number one is off grid. Number two is connected. Number three is interactive. And number four is together. So I'm going to be breaking those down. I'm going to have pros and cons uh, to to both to all of them and uh, so yeah so settle in this might be a long one um, okay so first one off-grid so this means like it's just you and your trainer um, you and your your bike computer and your trainer and you're not so the pros is that you don't need connectivity you don't need electricity you don't need internet so basically you're on a dumb trainer and you don't need to plug into anything. Um, so you're basically old school rollers, old trainer in your, um, in your computer. I personally love the rollers and that's another reason why I got the power pedals because I can jump to any trainer and get all my data. I can also swap them out on different bikes. So I have a time trial bike and a road bike. So I can get data on anything I'm riding on. So that for me is what I decided to get over a smart trainer. And then this year I'm going to invest in the smart trainer um, because I, I rode Swift. You can ride Swift all, well, We'll just get into that into the next one, which is connected. So off-grid, the pros, you're basically on your own. There's no hassle with technology. You don't lose time because you lost connectivity. Have you ever been in, in that situation where you lose connectivity halfway through your ride? I have, freaking frustrating. It was an FTP test as well, one of them. Um, and you know, you're, you have to create that internal motivation, which is um, sometimes very hard to do because you are using these, you know, Swift and, and, and people and community to motivate you. When you're out on the road by yourself, there's no one there. Self-motivation has to be a key factor. Um, so you have to create that internal motivation and it also allows you to hit your higher intensity targets and develop mental toughness. Yeah. So, you know, while you're out on those hard rides, um, this is where all uh, that comes into play. So a, maybe you don't have music, you know, you rely a lot on your, you know, your, your mental toughness or building that up. Um, and you got minimal distractions, right? Internet, your phone, computer, kids. So, um, and then the cons of off-grid training is you are completely relied, relying on willpower to get on that bike and do your training. You go through those negative thoughts. Why am I doing this? I'm gonna cut out 
half my program. I'm going to do three intervals instead of five, you know, things like that. Um, you know, the fatigue kicks in, you overheating, you got stress. Um, like I just said, skipping intervals is one. Um, now, if you're talking about if you got a program, when you start skimming your training plan, like if you paid for a training plan or if you've committed to a training plan to get you from A to B or you want to improve by 5%, 10%, you want to get faster, if you start skimming, like doing a 10, you know, 10 seconds less, you know, five intervals instead of eight, all of this starts adding up. And it depends, it really depends on where you are in your training plan or what your goals are. But it can start to be significant if you're, if you have some significant goals for next year, like the next season. So think about things like that. You need to be self-motivated to finish your training plan or your training program or your training session, I should say. Um, and so best case scenario, you start, start high. Oh, that was just like a little beautiful. So, so that one is off grid. Now you're talking about riding connected. And yeah, I've got notes in front of me. So, cause like there's so much to talk about. Um, so this is, you're talking about riding inside while streaming on your smart trainer. So if, if you have started, like say you do pellet, well, Peloton's not a good, so trainer rogue, um, Swift, uh, there's, um, oh, suffer fast. So all these ones that you connect to, um, you pick a ride, you maybe engage in like a four week training plan that you have to finish, um, these workouts in the week. Like I did one at the end of the season it was the dumbest thing I, I could have done because I was so not focused there because I got, I just threw it in at the end. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this because, you know, maybe I'm going to get into racing, uh, crits. And, um, I didn't end up doing half of it because I was not committed. So because I had set a plan for myself at the beginning of the season and I was following that plan, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to throw this in and, um, it didn't work. But this year, I'm going to be adding it from the beginning. So I'll be committed to showing up for my training. Now, riding inside while streaming. So, you know, it's um, you're consuming content it's versus uh, interacting with others, which a lot like I've heard a lot of group. There can be really a fun group rides on Swift. Um, I don't understand how people can be texting and riding. I've not figured that out on a Swift group ride because honestly, I can't even take my hands off the handlebars. So somebody's going to have to enlighten me on how that works. However, what our group did and what I'm going to be doing this winter is through a Facebook group, we're streaming in two places. So this is like the connectivity, right? You have to have multiple devices. So you have to have your laptop for your Swift, your iPad or your phone for 
uh, Facebook live chat rooms. That's where we lot we chat live within our group, and then we're together on Swift. And then there's Swift Connection or community where you can actually send texts and write-ons and things like that. So you've got like literally three things. So it's not a, a, a you know um, a cheap setup if you know what I'm talking about. So um, so completing a structured workout with um, you know either given from your coach on training peaks or if you joined a program or if you've just engaging on something on Swift. So pros, engagement from streaming content. So you might stay on the bike longer. Um, data is recorded. That's always nice because then it goes straight up to Strava. So everybody on your Strava sees that. Um, and sometimes for some people it's critical for motivation. It's certainly critical for tracking your training stress and training and tracking progress. Because if you say test yourself on a monthly basis, then you're going to be on the same course testing your strength, power, and speed, right? And then following a training plan, either with a coach through a program that has a coach attached to it or, you know, a swift training rope, whatever. Uh, the cons, motivation and accountability. So you gotta self-motivate yourself again, create some accountability. Um, I think this trainers, the trainer keeps you at a target power. So yeah, so the thing about the power trainers, and this is, you know, I've had conversations with other coaches is that um, I usually ride the rollers and riding the rollers allows you to be really consistent and I have to motivate myself to stay on there. So when you're, um, when you're on a trainer and you're trying to hit power like targets, there's really no willpower involved, right? Because it just applies everything to the back wheel and you have to apply that outfit. So it sometimes it can be, you know, you just need that willpower to keep going. Now, reliable data connection can lead to gaps in training. So I've had it cut out on me a couple times when I was riding and it was, especially when I was doing an FTP test, and it was so frustrating. So you spend a lot of time, or you a lot of you could waste a lot of time trying to get reconnected, getting frustrated from the disconnection. Like I've been in training groups where people are, you know, spent 45 minutes trying to get reconnected, or like everybody in the house is on on like the internet, and you know, then they don't have the time, like they don't have the bandwidth, right? So, you know, so that can really create, cause then you don't get the full workout, you're frustrated, you're stressed, and it just, you know, it doesn't create a good scenario for you as the cyclist trying to get a workout. So you have a agree? Now, the next one is uh, riding interactively. So still riding alone, 
Um, you've got your community, your social connection, your competition, your tribe. So whether you're, but is not, so I guess this is more like when you start getting connected and joining like a swift group or um, like a training ride or joining a program that has a community and tribe and a coach attached to it. So that's something that I've really created within uh, for this year is a, um, a tribe wrapped around the training program. And it's, I'm really excited about this because I've been doing this program for like 15 years. Uh, it used to be inside now it's online and I'm really excited about impacting and helping more people train globally or internationally um, as a coach. And uh, there's going to be a component with Swift because everybody's on Swift. So, but it's not a requirement because last year we had plenty of people not on Swift, but group riding together online in a Facebook chat group. So you didn't have to be in the Swift world to enjoy group riding and being motivated by others. And I thought that was a that was really, really cool because I was one of those people who started out that way and I just needed to get on my trainer, right? I didn't need to be connected. Um, so riding interactively, there's no more isolation. Um, you know, your progress comes from showing up for your workout, the pros, you have more training partners, you have a coach that's in front of you that can give feedback. Um, it provide, you know, it lets you train, it pushes you to train harder. Um, and uh, if you find a program that has like a periodized workout plan, then, you know, that is, you get that intensity and, and a lot of the other stuff is just endurance based. So, so you have something that, you know, you can be, you're working on. Um, so the cons, <laughs> doing too many group rides. Now I saw this a lot last year within my group. Um, and this was outside of my training program group just a bunch of girls and um you know it got to the point where uh you really have to figure out how many hours in the week you can train and um so and also be able to rest and recover and i i'm in a bunch of women's cycling groups and people go for all these big badges they're like you know, so tired, but they won't stop riding. Like it was just ridiculous. Um, and, uh, so this can cause a lot of overtraining burnout before the season even starts injury. Um, and, uh, so it's important to sit and say, okay, how many hours am I going to put in? How many hours can I effectively train in a week with everything else that's going on, right? And for me, I said, okay, I can only give between four to six hours a week with my work, with family, with downhill skiing, you know, and reaching some of my goals. 
And so I didn't put the stress on myself as having to jump into all these group rides. Oh my gosh, it was like the FOMO was unbelievable. All these girls are doing all these badges. They're riding these Fondos every weekend. Like, I don't want to sit on my bike that much, but I want to do effective training. And that's different than just doing miles, you know? So, you know, um, the, the more of the cons, needing a sustainable um, connection and Wi-Fi. So this is for riding interactively. Um, you have to spend more money for apps and computers and memberships and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, the best use scenario is there's convenience. You got a new trainer. You got apps with structured workouts, which can be a game changer for a lot of people. And um, for me, it was good because um, I was coaching a couple nights. So I was riding for myself as well. But every weekend there was a long ride on Sunday. And so that's where I was every Sunday. Saturday was family, Sunday morning group ride, Sunday afternoon. So it really needs to be booked in. And um, in my program, my 16 week, I'm going to emphasize a lot of that and work a lot with people. So just creating that plan because it's one thing to go in and go, Oh, I'm just going to do all this stuff and ride. And I'm going to do the volcano tour. It's like whatever it's in, in Swift, um, all the time, you know, do all these hill climbs and, and things like that. So going into erg mode is a good thing because that's where your proper training comes from. Remember, um, 80% endurance. So that's anaerobic. Oh, aerobic and 20% intensity. So that's anaerobic. If you got the other two around, if you got switched around, you're not going to get the performance improvement that you're looking at. You're going to be so tired. Um, so and if you're going to be joining like Saturday morning group rides um, that are 100K like every week, you know, you don't do a hard workout on Thursday, Tuesday. You know, you say it for Thursday, you do like an intense workout, then you use that for your endurance workout. So it's, it's being smart like that to train properly. Okay. Last one, number four, is riding together and in person. I guess I can be in person trainer side by side on trainers. Um, so in person, it's like, oh, this is more of the cycle classes in the gym studios. So there's a lot of studios out there for spinning. Hold on. Happy tunes. Um, now, <laughs> A lot of these studios are not cycling based, meaning um, you're not going to get a workout for cycling. It's going to be like an aerobics class on a gym, no, like push-ups off your handlebars. Things like that you have to, I mean, you really have to consider what you're looking to get out of it because I have been in a couple, I mean, there is no warm-up, you're like, Let's sprint as soon as you get off on the bike. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Um, and it's just like a high intense, 
all over the place kind of class. Now, a lot of people like that because they're not cyclists. They just want like the heavy workout. And so those people are in another category all to themselves. They're not the people that I'm going to be training. Do you know what I mean? Um, Or looking to improve as cyclists. They're just looking for the burn, the sweat, the, the loud music, the, and you know, I always wonder like, why is there like a canister of earplugs on the front desk? And that's why. So you don't have to listen to this music at like a high volume. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Um, okay. So let's think about this riding inside in person. Um, if that's you, like you would like to go to a location, um, or maybe find a group online where you can train within a community online. Um, there's a couple things to think about, right? The type of spin class you're going to get. Is it cycling related? Is it like spinning on steroids? Um, instructor. Is this instructor a cycling coach or are they an FTP coach or something? Um, uh, you got coaching tips, forums, call outs, um, the financial commitment, which can be, um, you know, it's just like a gym membership. If you going like, you're going to get certain things for the price. Even if sitting at home, I mean, I know some people like to sit at home on Swift and, and it's super cheap and, you know, you tw- pay your $20 a month, but are you really getting certain things that you're looking for, like improvement in form? Who's going to talk to you about that? Why are you feeling the same way? Why are you always sucking on hills? Like these things, you need a coach to tell you and help you along to get to improve and you know it's worth putting out the money to have the community and the coaching that comes along with it and I've hired coaches at a hundred bucks a month 200 bucks a month but they're always there to provide a certain uh, degree of information based on their level of coaching and based on my goals too. So some are more expensive because they have more, you know, experience and they're going to get me to a certain level. Like coaches have coaching levels, like not one coach. Like I would not be able to take somebody to the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Another coach who is much higher up with more experience will be able to do that. And they have a bigger type price ticket. Um, now it's also has a fixed schedule, like the program I'm going to be implementing my 16 week, one day a week, we're going to be training skills. The other day we have, um, group rides. We're going to have Q and A's. We're going to have, um, informational, um, talks and we're going to have, we're going to add extra stuff as we need. So like it's not a program where you know like you can i'm going to facilitate everything but a good part of it 
because my schedule isn't going to meet everybody's schedule. And the nice thing is that all those programs and classes are going to be available on demand. So if you miss it, then you can always go back to it and jump in. And then, of course, the community that's going to be wrapped with it. Um, bonuses of picking the right location to train, whether it be online or offline. You've got a coach, so I'm talking cycling. I'm not talking to the people who um, are going to like wheelhouse or um, you know the the ones with their you know the the loud music and the instructors on steroids. That's not mine. Well, and I've coached many people who want very specific workouts that are specifically related. They're not like all over the board. They're like periodized, you know, intervals, hill climbs, hill repeats. Why are we doing this? Why are you doing that? Um, so it's adding the, having a coach that will add the right amount of training stress and the right amount of recovery and endurance during that training block. Do you know what I mean? It's not like all intervals, like 45 minutes. Um, so there's a good re work to recovery ratio, which is really important. Um, so your instructor needs to understand that if that's who you're looking at and want to get your workout, like you want to improve, right? You're coming off the season. You've assessed what you've done, what you need to do, what you would like to improve. And now you're looking for a place that's going to get that the location, the timing, the coach, the plan. Um, specific, uh, specificity, specificity. <laughs> I love that. Um, so improved performance. So training with a coach, um, that can help you there. <coughs> Biking, Really, biking on a trainer on your bike is much better um, than training on a stationary trainer. But worst case scenario, that's what you got. That's what you got. Uh, your training data, your computer, your heart rate monitor. Um, these things are requirements if you're going to go to the next level so that you can follow set of zones if you got into a program that gives you, uh, th that goes through a testing phase at the beginning. So you start out with your training zones, maybe a testing phase in between to see the progress. Yes or no. Maybe you need to adjust your numbers because you're getting stronger. And then at the end, so you can use those. And another uh, test when you're on the road, because these inside to outside are totally different as you can um, imagine because um, training inside to outside is totally different. <laughs> we know that, right? We're cyclists and it's always like, oh my gosh, I got off the trainer. I went onto the road. <laughs> I experienced, you know, like hills and wind and coldness and uncomfortables. So, um, so you got that. Then the individuality. So more individualizing the program. So that's where I was like helping, um, helping my clients in this program, setting up plans, sorry, that not 
So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be doing workshops so that I can help everybody create their own plan and then give them feedback. So I'm not going to be doing programs for people. It's important that we all can sit together with our schedules, decide how many hours we're going to put in, what our goals are, and then to fit it into our schedule and then start showing up. Um, so it's got you've got a power-based program, which is that's what mine is going to be all about. Power-based, basically like you're going to get tested. You're going to have your your power, whether it's on your bike computer or your smart trainer on your phone or whatever. And then you're going to have your testing. So you're going to have your own specific zones to work off of. And that's the important thing, because a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going as hard as like Sally beside me. Well, probably not. But the point is of having your own zones done is that you're working in your capable area, not in hers or not in his, but everybody's in their own, say, zone two, zone three and zone four, whatever that is. So it takes away that like, you know, comparing to people around you because when you're training, you can't do that. You have no idea the background for this person, what their goals are, um, things like that. So having a power-based um, program is very important because it allows you to work in your own area. And also number four is progression. So progress, you know, pushing your strength, your stress levels, your recovery, um, and doing that over a set period of time of like eight, 12, 16 weeks in a winter or in an off season so that you have something very specific. And then usually the on season, when we're out, we're biking with friends, we're biking with groups, we've got tours, we've got races, we've got other things going on, we've got vacation, all that stuff. So I hope that helped. Um, I know it was a lot of information, right? I hope you got your pens out. But using your four, um, you know, the four different ways, you got off-grid, you got connected, you got interactive. So connected is just you and the computer. Interactive is bringing like the whole group environment in and then together. So that's the group environment with the community and of course the coaching and the training program. So with that, I hope that helped you. If you have any questions um, or you'd like some things clarified, um, please don't hesitate to reach out and um, ask. I'm gonna be more active on um, putting up some reels with some more training, but I hope that was um, helped you kind of decide where you're going to be this winter if you happen to be um, looking to improve <coughs> or go from outside to inside, which in the last two years, um, because of COVID, a lot of people made that transition. Tons and tons and tons 
uh, bought trainers and uh, jumped onto Swift. And but a lot of people just don't know when to stop. You know, when it's healthy to take a recovery, not do like 20 hours of riding when you're not used to it. Um, and to set goals because a lot of people are stuck up and I've noticed this with in Swift is like stuck on doing all these badges by the end of the season. Um, it's not healthy. It's not proper training. You're not, and you're not going to get the progress or, uh, performance improvement that you're looking for. And for a lot of people, performance improvement is just about everything. You don't have to be a uh, pro athlete to enjoy some performance improvements. Do you know what I mean? Um, that can be going from 20 kilometers an hour to 22 on an average. That be able to, you know, conquer that hill in your neighborhood that you hate climbing. Um, it can be anything. Doing a Grand Fondo, doing a Century. Um, so there's a lot of things to consider. But doing it the right way. All right. Thank you, everybody. Um, enjoy your day. And don't forget to follow me um, and follow my podcast uh, page on Instagram. So Secrets from the Saddle podcast. That's where you're going to find this episode link. Um, you can go to find me on YouTube. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.